It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling it, Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging it, Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Look at Raddick, he's dropped the gloves with Rivers. The referee or the linesman should yeah. jump in here. You can't let a guy like Rivers continue to throw punches. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound, Recognize the score! Here comes Shovel Day, he'll be thrown out of the game! Curtis Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it! Head to head, and Joseph with three great rights! New Terjana Hall looking for 500, he shoots, he scores! Brad Hall, number 500! Tarasenko, in the clear, he scores! And now, here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, Blues fans. Welcome to the Thursday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. I've got a minorly full house today. I feel like uh, I'm not alone in my agony, although the whole listening audience, I think, is in agony. Let me welcome in. Both from the McKendry Bearcats hockey team, Coach Gary Henson and Assistant Coach Tommy Brown. What's going on, boys? Good morning, I guess, maybe. What's so good about it? Well, I woke up. Well, that's a good sign. <laughs> Bag yourself, butter. <laughs> I, I woke up too, but it was not a good sign. <laughs> you guys have a few cocktails or something? Yeah. No. There, was, there was one involved. There was one involved? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much endless. I have a feeling there's a lot of Blues fans had a lot of cocktails last we night. Had a, we had a little uh, after-work, pre-Blues game uh, golf outing. Well, <clears throat> so did you throw up in your mouth last night? <laughs> no, I threw up right on the floor. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm kind of half – well, I, I was going to say I was half-heartedly joking, but I'm really not. Um, you know, if you – if you were going to lose a game, that's a hell of a way to lose one last night. You know, nine seconds left. Let me just go ahead and just throw. Cut, just cough it just up. Just right go ahead and just let me throw this right out in front of my net with nine. Because here's the deal. I, I, I'm going to say this. Everybody's all over Pareko about throwing the puck in front of his own net. Well, number one, let me say this. I, you know, when I was however old, yeah, and don't ever throw the puck in front of your own net. Okay. But guess what? Have you watched a hockey game in the last 10 years? Everybody throws the puck out yeah, in front now. Now, yeah, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. You hang need on. to stop. Hang on. Everybody does it. The, the, oh, they, no, they, they, yes, they do. They no. break out of their zone, and they throw that dangerous-ass pass in front all the time now. But you don't do it with nine seconds left because you're not going to score. Well, so why in the hell? You don't do it with two guys bearing down on you. Hold either. on. First of all, it's not just the part that he fan like obviously he didn't execute the pass and the pass is probably I don't care if it oh, there weren't two guys coming down on him. It's probably, you know, one of your least options at your right at nine seconds left. But he he I don't care what point of the game he makes that play, it was a bad play. Well, like, it was a it bad was a play because he had the boards. It, he had player up the boards. Uh, it doesn't matter if there's nine seconds left or, you know, it just started. I mean, it was a bad decision. Well, 
And you gotta feel bad. Listen, all I'm saying is, is I've watched a thousand hockey games, and I see guys make that pass all the time with a guy right there, and you just sit there and go, "Holy shit!" Hold on, hold on. It's not necessarily that pass because that pass shouldn't shouldn't happen in any sense. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what? So the reason why you're seeing attack the middle more is you're seeing defensemen on the other team spreading out wide, taking away the rims and stuff like that, and. F3 reloading and all these other kind of systems, blah, 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 that allow for you to come up the middle in your uh, in your D zone, which didn't exist back when we were kids. Um, but it exists now. We teach it, you know. That was my point. Not this particular – I'm talking about everybody. You don't pass the puck across the middle. Yes, they no, do. They do it all the time. you can. They do it all the time. Just, I'm not even saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying they do it all the time. But you, you can't do it from that deep no. into, your, into your corner. Well, and you especially, again, don't do it with nine seconds left. And if you go replay the, the, the play, he's got the boards. Don't right. do it any time with that pressure he had. Don't do it any time. I mean – even if he makes a good pass, there it's F2, still a right because F two is sunk. F two's it's already sunk on Edmonton, so whatever. It was just I I feel bad for well, the kid. He made a bad. Well, decision. the truth the truth of the matter is, does it really matter? I mean, yeah. I, well, what I mean is, they're awful. They are. Who's they? <laughs> Them. Those people. Those. <laughs> the guys dressed in blue. <laughs> I would say this. Well, uh, here, there's a very short list of the you, guys that are playing really well. Why do you have to say what I'm going to say? Oh, did, did you say? Was that what you were going to say? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. Stealing my thunder. I'm Stealing out. Stealing my thunder. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Have a nice day. Well, it's a short list. Uh, yeah. I made a list. I sent it to you. You did. I made a list last night of almost well, when, everyone that's. When Jamie I'm calls in. Pressed with. When Jamie calls. Okay. You gonna ball up, or are you gonna sit back and and say, "Here's," are you gonna go, "Here's my list," or are you gonna go, "Okay, okay, okay." What are you gonna do today? I'm gonna say, "Here's my list." All right. Well, when Jamie calls, holy, holy shit, holy crap! I now I want to cuddle with him. <laughs> like now I look at him; he's clean shaven. What are you doing here? I thought we were calling you in five minutes. I want to now. I'm moving him up on the list. You know, no, wait. Missed out on the cuddling though was butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we right? missed butter. With a name like butter, how could he not be in our cuddling? <laughs> well, I mean, come no, on. there was a cuddle. He would have been first overall. I'm just saying. I just like say, butter. Sorry, we you we weren't included. It wasn't me. They got us involved. But I would just like to say to all those out there, I'd like to thank the little people for this award of being uh, the guy that's most cuddled. Wait a minute. No, I you was weren't. number one. Wait, no, you weren't. We'll get, we're going to get back to cuddling in a I second. You were number one on the most list. You were mine. No, no was, Kimby was, was mine. Kimby. Yeah. yeah. Kimby, so what? Cromer. Why are you here? Why am I here? Because the bat signal went off last night. I saw it above, up in the sky. and <laughs> the bat, the rib signal. <laughs> Tell me I should get in here today. Left. It was a Red Bull and a... <laughs> Yeah, it was a headdress. A red bull and a headdress. The Red Bull logo. Two bulls were smashing heads across the moon. Well, I thought that was just a picture of a Kimball family reunion. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see uh, you. you see Kimby. Pretty good, wasn't it? Did you see Kimby's picture last night? I did. I also saw his with you and Al Bundy. That was pretty good. <laughs>
Hey, so in studio, not on the phone, on the on the celebrity line, as we like to well, call it. Well, you can Jamie still Rivers. call me, I guess. I, I mean, it's, the phone will work in here. Well, you can no, call we'll me. We'll just go ahead and say. I mean, here he is armed with two Red Bulls. Yes, thank you very much. Whoever provided those this morning, which is somebody in this room, I think. Oh, well, there's a Red Bull guy going to try to help us out. So, Oh, yeah. And so, wait a minute. So, nah, hang on I a like second. That. Shotgun time. Yeah, they got that sugar-free so hang on purple. A here. Ooh, that's good stuff. No so, you're, listen, it here. isn't like yeah. you're down the street. You drove. 50 minutes because the bat signal. Well, I knew that you three would be left alone in studio here today, and I knew at that point that there'd be a lot of fucking saving to do for these people listening to you three. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I do this for the people out there, so our listeners just know I sacrificed an hour of my time to come in and save you. You know what I envision happened at the Cromer house this morning. There's a picture of Cromer last night on top of his house yelling. I'm going to jump. Hey, I'm going to jump. No. Problem is, he only lives in a ranch. Hey, listen, so. here's what happened. Mama <laughs> Rivers got ranch. up this morning and said, hey, don't forget, we got to do this stuff this morning. And he said, oh, I got to go do the show. What are you oh, talking about? No, actually, you know, today was a better day. Yesterday, now, I wish we were doing this yesterday because we, we did the house. And so we did all new floors, you know, hardwood wow. and all that, right? Huh? Which... You didn't what, do any of the work. Well, believe it or not, I'm a pretty talented guy. Okay, I didn't grow up, uh, you know, silver spoon. That maybe not what she said, but the floor looks great. So one thing I can lay is floor. So, but I'm bumped. Yeah, but uh, so everything had piled into the garage. You know, it's a catch-all, right? Man. And so yesterday morning, I looked at the garage and I was like, oh my god, it looks like Sanford and Son out here. <laughs> 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 Totally. <laughs> I wish we had our sound guy here to add that. That'd be great. Um, so six and a half hours later, the garage was finished. And, uh, six and a half. Six and a half hours. <laughs> and then I had to go to hockey practice uh, for two practices. But point is, is that today would have been a much better day. Or yesterday would have been a much better day to get out of chores than today. Well, you're here, and you're not out of chores because you're right. The, the, the bat signal did go off last night. This is a shit show. Sorry, but it is. It, well, this is a very difficult time, okay? <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, right? Like, it's so easy to be like, well, yeah. no shit, it's difficult. It's difficult because you guys and the fans and everybody and myself, including, are, are passionate towards the blues, and things just aren't clicking right now, obviously. And the longer they last like this, the more stuff that comes out of it, right? Like, we're starting to get fans from everywhere on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. Now, everybody knows the reason why this isn't working. And, excuse me, and how can the coach not see what Joe Public is seeing? How can the coach not see what the writers are saying? How can the coach not see? How can the players not figure it out? It's not that easy. It just isn't. Um, you know, <laughs> there's lots that go on. I've said this before, as prepared or unprepared, at any point, the Blues are. The other team that they're playing against is prepared. And and it's their job to make life miserable for the Blues. It's their job to expose their weaknesses, which right now everybody seems to have the answer to what the weaknesses are. Well, guess what? If we can all see that, other teams are seeing that. And so they're trying to expose that. And while they do that, it makes it more difficult for the Blues to crawl out of this bad spot that they're in. So I feel bad because as a former player, I've been through this where it is the quicksand effect. Like the harder you struggle, the deeper you sink. And it feels like you're not together. It feels like you're not pulling in the, on the rope in the same direction. And players are going one way and players are going the other way. 
This is a really tough time. I wish there was an answer for it. I wish I could come in here and say, well, here's the problem. But I think it's greater than what we're seeing right now just on TV. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've been through it. It's not an easy thing to get out. You said that. Um, it's people aren't clicking. You said that. But there, oh, there's a but. No, no, no it's okay. That's why we're here, right? And the, I and there are things that <clears throat> that I I think Coachio alluded to yesterday, and is he was mad. You would you you know he was mad. That was no. Like, he's upset. I mean, he did as best as he could to keep it. He, professional. Right. He he sent a message and did it tactfully. However, I don't understand how guys at that level, Jamie, you being one of them, why aren't you working harder? And that is the case with some very key people on this hockey team. And they aren't the same player that – is expected of them and it's not just this year there are things that happened last year that we saw with certain people and well those name, name them well schwartz <clears throat> isn't back checking for <clears throat> okay he, well i mean it's easier is, honestly, i'm not being a dick but it's easier to try and address these things well i know but Instead i don't know what okay well i'm going through the lineup in right. my head like okay there like, you go okay so schwartz he's working hard north but not south I'm telling you that right now, and you can look at that game, and you know how you rewind everything? So do I. And the reason why I do is our boy Derek Pallardy is a huge 17 fan, and I sent him some clips yesterday <laughs> and said, this is your guy, and that's his guy, and your guy's not doing anything. And there are other times where it's just, I don't know if, you know, I've heard you guys mention it, and I've heard other people mention it um, in the know, so to speak. Um, NHL Network about Yo's style and he wants them to be aggressive and those kind of things. But the first minute of the game, 19, a veteran of the NHL pinches with no backside support, none, no backside support. And you know you were a defenseman. That is the number one thing you cannot do in as a D in the offensive zone, is pinch without backside support, and he didn't have it. And so then we have that mistake. Then we have Ty Domi's kid, who's got a whopping nine goals last year, come down on a two-on-one and but beats you know, our In all goalie. fairness, he's a very talented hockey He is. Player. He had an off year, but the year before. But I just like saying Ty Domi. I know. But, so, it, but <laughs> comes down and slides a backhander five-hole, which – Everyone agrees, even Pang said it. Jake would love to have it back. You know Jake's better than that or should be. But now there's two pro- there's now there's two problems in 30 seconds. Yeah. And now what do you do as a bench who's struggling and you've got guys who aren't I'm sorry, just aren't working very hard. It's a hard. tough start. You have to I battle. couldn't believe it. I there, honestly couldn't believe it. You have to battle. You know that. There are times when our best defensemen is getting beat back to his own net. He is. And he's getting he, he's getting well, his, there's also some reasons for that. Right, but his body position, he's not getting good body but position. But there's also reasons for that too. Okay, but the okay, so casual fan and me are seeing those kind of things. So I I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. 
I know it's three, what, one, three, and two or something like that. I think it's it's worse than that, isn't it? I can look at it, but it starts with a one, and that's not good. I mean, obviously, it's it's not over. But but they've lost two in overtime, right? So yeah, if that's yeah. the case. It, to me, it's always one and five. Okay, that way. So because, because you haven't won a game, I know you get yes, a point. And you you're do, right. But I always, as a coach, I've always been like, well, that's one and five. Did you win? No. Okay. We We're lucky one. we got a it's, point. It's, <laughs> so when the so when you're in this funk and things aren't going and clicking and all that stuff you said, and then your coach stands in front of the media, <clears> and mind you, Montreal. Well, yeah. Fr- Listen, and, and that's says, the best time for him to do it. I'm right. Sorry, if you're gonna man up. Then I don't want to say man up because he owes he's a fucking man. Okay. You guys, I mean, you guys see what you see now, but I've been with this guy since I was 16 Absolutely. years old. He's a man. Okay. I, he you would saw fucking, it last night. He would fist pump anybody at the drop of a fucking he's dime. Right. So you saw it last I'm not going to say, you know, to man up. I'm going to say a perfect time for him to um, talk about his team. Okay. That guy or, says that the team yeah. isn't playing for yeah. 60 minutes and <clears throat> he didn't call people out, which is good. But I think we can discuss some of those I don't think people. it needs to be called out, right? I think there's been enough that's gone on here as far as calling guys out, okay? Everybody was all over Jake. Everybody's been all over Jabo. Everybody's been all over Petro. Everybody's been all over who here? Tarasenko. People are all over him because he's not producing enough. And it is what it is, right? And then you got Steen's fan club, or lack of fan club, that I'll, I'll call it, because there's dedicated Steen haters, and there's Perron haters, and... I like Steen like every fourth game. <laughs> Listen, Steener brings a unique set of skills to the team, and a perfect example of that is the pass he makes to Shen. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, if you're relying upon Alexander Steen to be your game breaker, then that's just a, a, a mental error on the part of the staff and management. Is he going to be your most steady player, probably make the right play 99% of the time? Correct. Is he your game breaker? No. So it, it just it is what it is. Uh, I, I'm i a fan because I see all the small things that he does right. I do acknowledge that he's not the fastest player on the ice. Totally. But I do acknowledge that he can still be used in certain ways that make him very, very effective. So, um, Well, he's obviously, a, he's obviously effective. I mean, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, obviously not – you know, all-star game breaker like you're talking, but he no. has the ability to change a game. He, totally he did does. last night. He does. So put in the right context or put in the right situation. Yeah. Alex Steen has value. Okay. There yeah. are guys that are playing really good on this team. Well, Braden Shen is certainly one of them. 90 is one of them. But, you know, Braden Shen right now, it's gotten to the point where as good as Shen is playing, people are highlighting his mistakes now. He should have got the puck out on that one penalty kill. He goes for the breakaway, misses, guy goes around, shoots, and scores. Like, oh, what's he thinking, God damn it! Well, yes, you're right. However, did you watch the rest of the game where when Schwartz got hit by some defenseman, he goes skating over trying to fight the guy. The guy wouldn't fight him, (laughs) but he let it be known, hey, I'm here to play. And then every shift that you watch Braden Shen, he's going, man. He's in fifth gear. He's going, he's going, he's going. He's making these mistakes out of effort. Right. Rather than lack of. Right. So, but I guess my overall point in all this is that we are at the point now where just by default, we're able to critique every single thing that happens because we're not winning. And that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens when you don't win. Everybody has a chance to say, this is why you suck. (laughs) Right. Or this is why you're not winning. Or this is why I don't like this team. Or this is why I don't like this player. 
I do believe that we're still early. I know that's like so. I don't. Know, it's not cliche. It's a truth. It's a truth. You can say it. But I know. But people are hearing about it. They're sick of hearing because like, oh, fucking best team on paper. Blah blah blah. I said it. What last show? Never seen a piece of paper lift the Stanley Cup, ever in my life. Can't even hold it up in the air. So, therefore, it takes more than the piece of paper. And I think we're trying to figure out. There, trying to figure out how they get to that point. And it's difficult. We have a lot. We have a mix of new guys, young guys, past regime players. Um, that it's just all kind of mixed match together. Which on paper, you know, when you plug it into your little analytics computer, like wow, this is a hell of a team. But they're all still trying to figure it out. Yeah, there's not a lot of like I would consider. Derek and I were talking about it last night, Pally. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of five man unit cohesiveness. Correct, but they haven't found a five-man unit yet. Right. Like, they haven't even found one, right. let alone yeah, right. let alone three or four that can repeatedly go out there. And if you watch the D pairings last right. night, like, every other shift, it was something new that you right. were looking at. Like, maybe you got a couple, two, three shifts with the same pair, then switched right. again, and it switched again. Well, and that's, you know. And, and I commend them for doing that, because if you don't experiment, how could you ever find out? Right. Right. It's true. Like Absolutely. if you just stick in your old ways and you're like, fuck it, we will die on this sword, <laughs> then guess what? You will eventually die on that sword. Right. So I'm 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 happy for them that they are showing enough balls, for lack of better words, yeah. to go and do this, to mix it up, to yeah. go for it. Put Kairu with O'Reilly and Tarasenko. Yeah. Kairu had a hell of a game. Yeah. What, he hit a post and he just missed an open net in a third? Like, he yeah, was... and I saw on Twitter, come on, people. That puck goes squirting through. He's It's it's like a you know he's swinging at an area there and hoping to make contact. He's not really seeing that puck. He just knows it's coming from somewhere. Like Give he doesn't want to score I know, Montreal. like he Like, come on. Like, he, he <laughs> like is so nervous that he missed that puck. I'm sorry, I don't see one nervous thing no, about Jordan no. Kyrou. That guy belongs here. He, he does. does. But and there's another really great things going on with the Blues. That's a, exactly. There's, there's a lot of really bright spots things. going on in this lineup. Um, I made a list, though, dude, last night. I, did. <laughs> I listed every player that I had. Was this when you were on the roof? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. There's a, on top of Gary's house, there's a list, okay? <laughs> Somebody please go retrieve it. But it was just kind of like, here's who I think is just a beast and a stud, and here's who is uh, – Maybe not as performer as well. I think Joel Edmondson needs as much ice time as you can give him. Uh, well, I agree, but I think at the same time, uh, I'm watching a guy that's, once again, almost like Petro, trying to do a little too much at times. I, I do. and That's natural. When you're a leader or when you're a go-to guy and shit hits the fan, you're like, I'm going to pull this team through it with me. And I love what Edmondson is doing. <clears throat> Certainly his presence back in the lineup is massive. But even last night, sometimes there's some unforced errors just because he's trying to um, make chicken salad out of chicken shit, right? <laughs> and, and create something beautiful when it doesn't have to be. And if he just does what Joel Edmondson does best, which is defend, play hard, move the puck, join the attack when it's time, which he usually times it perfect, I mean, he is going to help his team out that way. Well, um, I've got a question for a couple guys in this room. I'm going to ask it to you in just a second after I remind our listeners to check us out at bluesnhlpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show, do your Amazon shopping, help out our producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. 
Once you click that Amazon banner, you're done with us. Find us on social media, at STL Blues Podcast on Twitter. If you're a Blues fan and you follow us, we're going to follow you back. Facebook's our big push right now, and you guys have really answered the bell. Um, we do the show pretty much Mondays and Wednesdays, Mondays and Thursdays, I'm sorry. Show's out by 5 o'clock. Uh, when you see that pin post, um, and you do that by simply going to Facebook, typing in Blues NHL Podcast, make sure you've liked our page, followed our page. When you see that pin post, like it, comment on it, get involved in the conversation, and share it to your timeline. You're going to be eligible for some wonderful autograph prizes that we're going to be dishing out through the year. Our interns are tracking who all's uh, meeting the criteria each week. And uh, just know that we appreciate it as we're reaching an all-time high in Blues fans, and that ultimately is what we're trying to do. You can also find us on Instagram. Blues NHL Podcast Show, and as part of lineupmedia.fm. Home now to Yo! Radio, the newest streaming platform. It's got the new version out. Gary, what do you think of the new version? It's pretty pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, I told you. Butter and I golfed yesterday. What do you think we're listening to? Well, you didn't tell me that you listened to it yesterday, but that's good stuff. I told you last time, man, when we're on the course. Yo! Radio. (laughs) Yo! Radio. (laughs) Man, that was hot, wasn't it? Yo! Radio, check it out. Uh, We know you'll enjoy it. Uh, To our... Uh, the people that make the show go, especially uh, our friend Randy Green, InnovativeCompanies.com, residential, commercial, industrial, doesn't matter. He's got you covered. 35 years experience, second-generation craftsman. That's my man, Randy Green. Adam Smokehouse on Watson Road. Check it out. You're going to love the barbecue. It's that time of year. Um, my mouth's watering already. <laughs> After last week's show, that right, probably I'd like wasn't to a good change my, Jesus. I'd like to change my cuddle thing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Cromer's mouth watering. Um, so, so here's my question. So, I read a article in the paper. Wow, good. I read. Oh, a I read, paper? Yeah, I read. Um, well, I may have read it online. Oh, yeah. paper. Um, Who does that? A, cer- a, a certain a certain defenseman may have uh, answered some questions, and I'm wondering, was it you, Butter? I... You played defense. Was it you? No, it did say XNHLer, didn't it? Yeah, it did say X. Right. So well, I that was. So, I was a little too small for that. But but I saw I saw you play some defense. So, but anyway, um, I'm wondering you were an ex NHL defenseman. You uh, break yeah. games down. Was can we yeah, confirm no, no, no. or this deny? Is, was this you? I'm glad you're asking this because with this article that went out yesterday in the Athletic, uh, I received a few text messages throughout the day um, asking if I'm the ex NHLer in this, and I can tell you that I'm not. Um, well, you are an ex NHLer, correct? I am, but a couple of things with this, and it's, listen, you guys know me pretty well, and I think the listeners do, and whoever just a casual listener would realize that if I had something to say, I would say it usually on here. Uh, I've been pretty frank with everything I've ever said about the blues, good and bad, and uh, so going behind the curtain, so to say, and, and, and doing it that way, it's not my style. Uh, I'm flattered that people would think that I would know that much about the game, to offer some insight, incentive or whatever insight, insight to uh, that article. But uh, also another thing is, guys, I'm just I'm too close to it all, right? Like uh, Mike Yo's a friend of mine for shit since I was 16 years old, and the players are friends of mine, and we worked together uh, a little bit during the summer. They they helped, or I helped them out. I'm not going through the back door here to talk about these guys. It just not happened. So as much as like I said, I appreciate people. Um, saying it's me and thinking that I could offer that much to an article is, is flattering, but um, I am not the source. Would you like to comment on the comments? Uh, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> were they accurate? <laughs> oh, the com- oh, the 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 article itself. Yes, uh, I think that there were a lot of things that were accurate. Yeah, I mean, but 
I think it's just like anything else. And when I say, I say this a lot to even kids I coach is the coach controls the video. Therefore he can control what it looks like. So if uh, article wants to be put in a positive light, you can find all the great clips and talk about everything great. And it looks like, man, this team is unbelievable. Reverse side of that is if you're not happy with the team or we're looking for something negative about the team, well, it's easy to find those instances as well in a game and isolate those clips and then say, wow, that's so bad, right? So there's really two tales within the game. There's the good story and the bad story. And when you're winning, they talk about the good story and they highlight that. And when you're not winning, they talk about the bad story and they highlight that. So are they accurate? Uh, I'd say pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty accurate. Uh, Now, is that really what's going on? I don't know. I mean, only Mike Yo and his staff know what's going on. So, I mean, that's about all I can offer on that. I don't, I don't have much more. Well, I, I, I think what I meant was Blues fans are looking for answers. And I know you're, try, every, you know you're trying to give them the best answers you can give them. And I think what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this article kind of picks and chooses what it wants to highlight as being the main issue. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly identifies what, what the, you know, the general audience would see as the problem right now. And it's got, it's got the herd in a frenzy. Look on Twitter, look on <laughs> anywhere else, right? Everybody's in a frenzy now because these clips do identify a couple things and maybe the, the breakdown matches the clip. So now every time everybody sees a clip, they're like, oh, that's because blah, blah, blah. And they're, now all of a sudden they're, you know, Scotty Bowman sitting in their living room crushing a natural light. And it's like, 77 guys, pack, by the way. <laughs> we, yeah. So I just think that uh, it's a great piece by, by uh, Rutherford. And, uh, you know, it, it does offer information on certain things. And I think that that's what the fans are looking for is a little more information. However, I do think the piece falls short a little bit on some of the other uh, goings on within the team that, that might be positive. That he might, you know, could have talked about time of possession off of faceoffs. Could have talked about other things, but like I said, this is this was something that the masses wanted to see because things aren't going good right now. The the you know you that's get, my take. When things are going well or when things are going bad, it seems like we always get a hot button word or a term. Now what we're faced with is this man to man defense. Right, I mean, I mean, have you heard? I, I mean, I talked about it a little bit the other day yeah. on here. Um, I've been watching it pretty extensively since. Does it look like it happens from time to time? Yes, certainly. Um, does it look like it happens all the time? No, it doesn't happen all the time. So, I, I, it, which is confusing, right? Because <laughs> usually you have one or the other, but also if we rewind it a little bit. That also kind of tells the story of a bunch of new guys coming together and a new coach to those new guys and trying to pull this team together. And we don't know what guys were playing around the league before they got there or junior players that came in from there, what they were playing. So when sugar turns to shit, right, we usually default back to what we've learned recently. And if these guys aren't defaulting back to what Mike Yo's talking about, well, then that creates five guys on a different page. And that creates maybe some of this craziness that's going on. So I I can't say for sure watching it that, oh, this is exactly what they're playing. 
I can't because it changes almost shift to shift. And, yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know. Mike Yo would be the only guy in his staff to answer if they ever did, which I know they won't because it's a strategy and a system. But he'd be the only one that had the answer to that. And hopefully they get this thing buttoned down here. It's If you are playing it, just so everybody remembers, L.A. won a Stanley Cup playing man-to-man in the D zone. <clears throat> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's exhausting. Um, it's a lot of work on, on your team. And it, if your team isn't uh, prepared physically for that amount of work in your D zone, it can wear you down during the game. L.A. also had, I believe, the biggest team that year physically. They did, but it's still a lot of work, and you know that. And um, I've, it looks like they try it, and then it doesn't. I don't know. Like you said, yo, maybe we, you know, I know it's our level, but our, we have different D systems for different lines based on their talent level. That doesn't seem like it should be the case at at the NHL level no, because everyone is so that. good. Because you can end up with different line mates, you shuffle around things, and if you have one line doing yeah. one thing, and then we, you end up with right. kind of we don't do yeah. we don't shuffle as much because yeah. we're just we're at this level and we're not NHL guys. Um, but there were times yesterday it looked like they were trying to get into the man to man, and there were they were con- not confused, but there wasn't a communication. Yeah, how's that? No, I agree. I mean, like. It's tough, right? And you, I, I'm trying to sit here without, I guess, trying to dissect this because I don't know yeah. entirely. If I knew, I could say, okay, this is what's working. This is why they're doing it. This is why they're not doing it. But I don't know. So when I we, we when we watch it and there is a breakdown, and we end up with two fours behind the net, <laughs> nobody on the winger, and a D man in the high slot, and one D man in the far corner, that's a bad look. Yeah, that, that I mean, I've never seen that personally in any seminar that I've either given or taken on defensive zone. <laughs> however, however, these other teams are paid a lot of money in order to screw you up, right? That bad. And let's not let's not paint a picture that they <clears throat> like. There are times you're gonna have two forwards underneath, um, and but it's been when you're on attack, not on an established. <laughs> zone presence you yeah. know so don't, yeah, you i don't want people checker, out there yeah. going all of a sudden you know one time the you know who who do they play next toronto toronto's gonna be flying all over the place so if if toronto's on the attack sometime and it ends up with two forwards down beneath the goal line I, not everybody needs to get on twitter and tell jamie look it happened again those are <laughs> those that situation is is you know those sometimes it's situational so chill out with that like i said other teams are paid an awful lot of money in order to disrupt whatever system they're playing against. And the Leafs are going to be a nightmare. <laughs> okay? Let's just, I mean, holy fuck, is that going to be a nightmare. So, You're losing almost 3 nothing before the game starts. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong, and I don't want to I I go down that road where we're like, okay, well, pff, I'm not going to watch the game. <laughs> I know. But they are right now. They're the closest thing I've seen in – I don't even know how long to, like, the yeah. great Red Wings teams in the 90s. Or Edmonton. And the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> right. Right. And it's incredible to watch them go. And so I guess what my biggest concern is, I'm hoping that between last night, and when do they play them? Saturday, right? Yeah. So two days from now? Yep. So hopefully here. 
Hopefully the boys would know last night. Hopefully Mike Yo came in the room after and said, everybody, get on the team bus back to the hotel immediately. Okay? Hopefully he did this. And you get through all the crowds of people signing autographs. Cause you, and sometimes you walk from Montreal to the hotel. It's right around the block. Oh, that's cool. It is cool unless you're getting in the playoffs and you start the people try to fist fight you. Trust me, been there. I hate um, when I become a fan of his, like when he talks about <laughs> stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wow, that's an NHL. Why well, you've never played in Toronto in front of twenty thousand? Or, Montreal. or no, Montreal. I got a good story I, about that. I played in Toronto in front of my mom. <laughs> I, I got a story about walking home from the Bell Center in a second. All right. Um, See, then I become a fan. But See, there we go. Hopefully he got the team from the Bell Center. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. Hopefully he got the team back, and then he has a quick powwow and says, "Listen, guys, that didn't go, didn't end the way we wanted it to end, and it wasn't a Picasso out there to begin with for most of the night. I want you guys to go out as a team right now and go have a couple of beers. Doesn't mean you got to stay out, get sloppy, get stupid. Some guys will." Because that's just the nature of the beast. But go out together as a team and have a couple of beers. Get to know the guy beside you. Like, how well do you think Jordan Cairo knows Vladdy Tarasenko? Right? Like, really, it probably yeah. does, it doesn't sit down across from him. But if you throw a couple of beers, a couple of vodkas into Tarasenko, a couple of beers into Cairo. Well, you got, I'm just painting <laughs> a couple a picture. of tequilas, a couple of tequilas. But what, right? He's Russian. He's Listen, I played in Russia. We're no Austin Matthews. Nobody spoke English on my team at all. We went out and got drunk. Guess what? I had conversations with every guy that night. That Even though he has no idea what was said, he had conversations. No, but the next day went to practice. I felt comfortable. Like they had no idea what I was talking about. I had no idea their stuff. <laughs> but we do remember that we're all laughing, acting stupid. So I was like, you know what? That's a pretty good time. So let's go have some fun on the ice. So my point is, not condoning going out and just getting wrecked, but as a team, go out, have a couple of beers, have a bite to eat, make sure that the. The way you sit at the tables is staggered, and I know it sounds like little kid stuff. Like, get to know your neighbor. Well, yeah, get to know your fucking neighbor. Yeah, be social. But get to know your guys. Everybody's got their nose in their phones and video games and all this other shit. Get to know your guys so that now you have a purpose on the ice. Uh. Like, if I get to know Gary that much better, and I like Gary, we had a hell of a time, a couple of beers, a couple of funny stories, and then the next night, I'm going to play harder for Gary. Because he deserves that, and Gary's going to play harder for me, you know. Thanks, Riz. And then you may, and then and we may cuddle. You may cuddle. <laughs> it's all over. With. Platonic guys. It might be a cold night, <laughs> but my, that's my point. Is this is the opportunity for them to get out, do that, try to create this brotherhood, and then going into Toronto. Let's be honest; they're going to need this brotherhood to survive that storm. It's just going into into the hockey mecca of the world with an all-world hockey team that you're playing against, you're going to need something. Wouldn't it be so blues for them to go in there and win? <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> it would be great. Like pumping but... three in the first period. That'd be great. Shout out for whoever's in the net. And How close <clears throat> are you to the panic button? But not like... Uh-oh. You know, like, can we get the Bell Center story first? You want the Bell Center story? Yeah, okay. let's, let's right. hit the Bell Center. I was playing for the Bruins at the time, and we had a big, bad Bruins team. Um, and we had, you were on it. I was on it. I nice. Know, imagine that. Big bad Bruins. We you had, you know, Rivers we had punch like that. Bill Guerin, Joe Thornton, Holy Glenn cow. Murray, uh, Joseph Stumpel. We had Brian Ralston. We had like Jeez. a killer team. And 
We went into Montreal, and Jose Theodore was – that's the playoffs where he stood on his head. Yeah. And my line was uh, – I played center. That's right. That was when <laughs> – I was playing center between Dennis Bonvi and P.J. Stock. That was our fourth line. And so it was like a free pass to run around and be an idiot. <laughs> well, we went in there, and this near the end of the game, Richard Zednick was playing for the Canadians. And you can YouTube this hit. Kyle McLaren on Richard Zednick. He comes to cut back, and Kyle McLaren takes his head off. I mean, almost takes it off his body completely. So we have two different five-on-five brawls that I'm on the ice for. One right away. And then one right after, and the one right after, there's a fan that climbs over the glass at Bell Center and runs towards the five-on-five, the, the scrum. <laughs> and Cromer's just catching it now, yeah. But Zednik thinks he's Batman. Think, speaking of the bat signal, what number are you, Revs? I'm right, in the broad. There you are. I'm right there. I'm in the broad, jump, but Coach. Point, <laughs> point is, okay? And another guy threw a camera, almost hit me in the face. It was off the glass. I mean, this place was going nuts in Montreal. Yeah, they're throwing shit at you, Rose. Oh yeah, of course, right? Because I'm. It's Let's my relive fault. it. Is this you? Yeah, that's me. There. Give me something. But Look if you watch this, this hit, hit, he just takes his oh, head right off. That's a clothesline. That's not a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Now, we used to walk from the Bell Center, and it's like half a block oh. over to the hotel. And people would line up for autographs or whatever. Well, they were lined up all right after yeah, this. Yeah, to kill you. But it wasn't for autographs. Wow. And so me and Joe Thornton, Joe was my roommate at the time. We're like, okay, we're going to walk together on this one. That's a good move. That's a good, it's a good move. move. Yeah, you, two yeah. against 40, though, is not a good move. Yeah, but all you got to do is shove Joe in and run. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we, uh, it, it was... It was like running the gauntlet, <laughs> trying to get from the Bell Center to the hotel. We were getting pelted with batteries and stuff. Like, you wouldn't believe the stuff yeah. people were throwing at us. And <laughs> we were like, what the hell? So the next game, we had the bus come inside, <laughs> and we took the bus out. But that walk from the Bell Center back to the Holy hotel, cow. it was an adventure. And I mean, I think, I think Billy Guerin was with us, too, on that walk. And it was just like, woo. Yeah, and it's Boston and Montreal too. So exactly. Let me ask you this: and what is that? Is that rivalry the most heated in your day in your playing career? Tough call because we had the like Blues, Blackhawks. The, yeah, the teams you played for: Bruins, Canadians. Um, you know, certainly the Blues, Red Wings. Yeah, was heated. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, well, I played for the Islanders and Rangers. Whoa. That was a bloodbath, too. Yeah. Uh, so we had a lot. Like, not we. I tend to go to these teams with heated rivalries. And <laughs> you fit right in. There was a lot of, lot of nights where right. you're. I'm going to give you a little props. That's got to say something about you. <laughs> like, I'll give it to you. But, but uh, so you have to rate one. Like, just like the cuddle thing, you have to wow. have an answer. Um, the most heated rivalry in all honesty, you played in that I played in. Um, it's got to be Blues Blackhawks. Really? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, okay. You know, I'm thinking back, and like we had Twister, we had Chaser, we had Poshek, we had God, they had Probert, they had Reed Simpson. Well, the had, Valentine's like, Day game. Is- it, it, that was just before me. That yeah. was that Kimble. was a Kimby thing. Was, no, I know, but that was just. But you know, Kimby's claim to fame. I, I came that into was that. Huge rivalry not so much on the tail end but 
still with a lot of heavyweights and a lot of like bad blood. Yeah. So that that was probably the worst, and I played the longest in that one. Yeah. You know, that and then Red Wings. We had a pretty good rivalry with the Red Wings. Yeah. Um, what about coming back here when you were with the Red Wings? How was that? <sighs> yeah, what's that like? Yeah. It was kind of weird because... Have you ever been, like... Sorry. Have you ever been on the ice and you've played extensive with... And I don't care if it's NHL or from your, when you were younger. You played for a team for a while that you're identified as that team. Yeah. And then you go to another team quickly and you have to go play the other your old home yeah. your old team <laughs> have you ever been like got a penalty called on you and they say like you know six white and you're wearing green <laughs> and you're like well, no i haven't had that happen. you know what i mean like you look yeah go, where the fuck am i on this team no um <laughs> yeah, that the, had to be weird coming back here and playing it was it was really weird you know because that was my first obviously the blues were my first team went to the wrong dressing room you know that's no 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 it was it was weird Though, and especially coming back as as a Red Wing, like yeah. you're, I mean, you're despised, right? So you're coming out onto the ice, you're on the other side, and you're looking over, and the Blues players and fans are like, you know, they're not they're not liking you at that moment. I right? missed the, the wife skipped that game. I missed. I, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I missed it. I was a more hater of Detroit. I hate Blackhawks. Don't get me wrong, but I was more of a hater of Detroit. Now I don't was. care. Well, yeah, the Red Wings used no, to frustrate the shit out of no, teams because well, they wouldn't engage in the physicality. They just put up nine goals. Well, right, and they <laughs> ran that, you know, Scotty's system is so frustrating to run against, you know, that weak side lock, wing, left wing lock. Left whatever, wing lock, yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, <laughs> I loved it as a defense. I'll tell you, it was the most amazing thing. That's the best hockey I ever played in my career was in Detroit because it was a natural thing for me on the lefty to step up on that middle. Yeah. And you talk about, like, I loved hitting guys anyways. Right. Yeah. So now I had the green light to just go and run that guy in the middle. It, right. It takes so, it takes that stretch <laughs> option away. It takes so much away. But now away. there was the two-line pass at yeah, the time, yeah. I, be, I believe. Yes, two-line yeah, pass. So, you know, and right when I played right D in that system, it was even easier because yeah. it was pinch on everything. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So you don't even have to get the puck, just get the guy. Right. And then the lefty, his job was to pick up the pick loose up, change. And then you got the, and then the left on the other wing side. lock guy would drop down. Yeah. It would be like, that would be your D to D. And then your forwards coming back would interchange. And your right D that pinch would become part of the rush. And the other team didn't know who the <laughs> hell to take. So real, just real quick on that. Uh, Kimby and I coached Central State's major, major team. <laughs> and Kimby made him left wing lock. There you go. It at at the midget level, it was fun. It was fun. It's an it's a pretty easy system. All right, we're gonna yeah, get back to fun. this. We're gonna get because you, you guys can't see this on there, and neither can Gary and Butter. But I oh, can are they see in it. the so fights can, yet? Well, no. The the they've just taken him off, and, and now a stretcher on the stretcher, <laughs> and uh, it's apparent that the Montreal coach is very unhappy, and he's given the you're going down. He is that what he's saying there? He's trying to say it to Joe Thornton. Who was it? Who's Michelle Terrian. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. He's, he, you're going down, and he's giving it. Is, yeah. And there's some F-bombs and some pointing, and what's happening here, Rivs? Because this is good. Well, this is hilarious, and I believe that's me maybe yeah. leaning on the boards right it there. Is. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Somebody's got to keep talking. The people can't see. Well, it. what I want to know is who the hell's <laughs> fighting Joe Thornton? 
Uh, Who nobody got tagged with that one. Nobody touched him. Actually, I was going to say that's um, the you know that's that big... was the funny thing. Michelle Terry and a very animated guy. I mean, I don't know if he's ever been in a fist fight in his life, but uh, he was not happy. He certainly likes to put on the show. And when you're in Montreal and you got twenty thousand people that are all want Boston Bruins blood at the time, I mean, you get caught up in it. It was what happened to Zednik? Was he is, all right? Is there glass? Uh, no, he was done for the series. Um, I don't know what happened ultimately for him. He got traded after that. I don't know if he was but ever. So he played that, again. That, yeah, that, he played again. Okay. Is that when? Because uh, it looks like Montreal was, didn't have glass behind him for a while. Yeah. No, that was at the forum. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, I, I, as I look at this thing, and you know, hopefully, what we've done here is is kind of what you said, Mike Yo should do. Kind of talk about something else and. Hopefully it gets better, I guess. Well, we could know. sit in here for an hour and just beat the shit out of the dead horse, right? And But what what good is it going to do? People that are just going to leave this show being more frustrated and be We like, could also sit here for an hour and talk about some good stuff. Yeah, there's, there's good stuff. I'm not lying. No, like, I, I mean, yeah. There are some really... Well, look at their power play right now. There are some really good hockey players on this team. How good and was it to are, see Vince Dunn put home a power play Dunn, goal? I was just getting ready to and say... And shoot from the top. We haven't mentioned 29 yet. He's legit. He is legit. He's great, man. I man, I stand like, by it. He is okay. So there you go. I, okay, so shot that shot. You know how many people? Sorry, no, but, you're okay. You know how many people? Even at Jamie's level, okay, NHL Has guys. Been? No, <laughs> come on. I try to give you credit. You I did. Sorry, I thought you meant now. I, you know, no. But Jamie will Has tell you. Jamie, am I right or wrong? Even at the NHL level, there are a lot of defensemen who wouldn't have taken that shot into the traffic like he did. Well, they wouldn't have been ready for that quick pass back. Right. But when he gets that pass and looks up and sees that crowd, a lot of D aren't taking that shot, and he took it because he knew if if this gets through, it's a goal. Well, a lot of times, too, we've seen from various defensemen, not just Vince Dunn, is they tend to look for Vladdy like every time, right? And so – it was nice to see that Vladdy made that quick play yeah. and that Dunn was ready for it because a lot of guys would be shocked thinking, holy shit, I thought Vladdy was going to shoot it. Right. Now it's back to me. What do I do with it? Right. right? I got to give it back to Vladdy. Right. Well, no, he just said, man, do you, you know, know, no, and dropped the hammer. And it's so quick to recognize. So <clears throat> it's, you know, like, okay, so when the puck comes back there, he's got to know that he's not shooting it into shin guards right in front of him. No, so the, but you so are kind of area at, shooting. You're correct. not like he's not threading the needle on that one. No, he's putting but, it in a direction or in an area that he believes that puck can find the way through put, or get deflected because he had the big rig in front there too. Right, but he's putting it there because he know he recognized instantly that he had space. Yeah, to take that shot. That there's not all of a sudden of you know the high like if they were running a diamond or whatever the, the F ones out or strong side guys right out in front of them or whatever. Well, that top guy got sucked down yeah, by Vladdy. That's that's yeah. what created and the then opening. He, boom, and then but that that's was so good. This is why the Blues need to that was so good. Use that is because everybody's going to get sucked over to Vladdy at some point because he is the you know the, the they're going to shoot it though if he doesn't shoot. <laughs> but then he can shoot, right? And he can shoot. But I'm just talking strategy-wise. Teams are thinking if he takes a step towards the net, we have to shut down that yeah, shooting yeah. lane. Well, now other guys are open as a prime example, but those other guys have to be willing to that shoot was it. Such a good play. It was great. Um, so the, the question is, and you're now, you know, you're. I, I say this all the time. You told us about Vince Dunn before we all knew who Vince Dunn was. Um, you're obviously a big fan. This is the 
like right now, I mean, they're, you know, obviously the record's not there. They're not playing well. But this is the one thing that's got Blues fans about as frustrated as they can be is the whole Vince Dunn thing. Well, so l- let me finish because I, I want you to put this in perspective. All right. Okay. And that's this the number one thing, whether it be social media, call in shows, whatever you want to do, is the love affair with J Bo versus the Vince Dunn thing. And. This is where, and, and I, Jamie, I think everybody hears you loud and clear, okay? Um, but. Are you sure you do? No, I do. I'm asking. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm like asking three a, shows in a row. No, I'm asking, asking a generalized question from Blues fans to Jamie because this is the number one thing. How can most people see it and the coach doesn't can't see that J-Bo needs to be on the third pair and Vince Dunn needs to be up in one of the top two? Well, Why is this so hard? Okay, well, maybe he – everybody just assumes that he doesn't see it, right? Well, I'm sure he's an NHL coach. He's been hired twice as an NHL head coach, and the staff that he has around him have great resumes as players and as coaches. I'm sure they're seeing things they don't like from j And I think we saw last night that they were looking to experiment. They, they did. They rotated those D around. They're looking for something to blend nicely. Um, but you also have to offer a little bit of leash to a guy with such a long resume who's played such a long time, and we were at the time three, four, or five games in maybe. That's not a lot. He's coming off an injury. Uh, He looked good in preseason. So now you're thinking, well, shit, yeah, I don't want to just pull the trigger here on a veteran guy who's logged a lot of miles, and I know that the counter-argument is that, well, exactly, he's logged a lot of miles. I understand. But there's still some good veteran players that log a lot of minutes that are effective. I think you want to see, one, if there is a way to uh, rejuvenate them, regenerate them, whatever that word is I'm looking for, to get them going again without just kicking them in the balls. And so, <laughs> you know, but seriously, right? Oh. Like, it's just like any old player, baseball, football. You know, if you've got a guy that you know, like, shit, this guy can come through, I'm going to give him that extra chance. You do. You automatically, no matter what anybody thinks or if they like it or not, I don't care. You give that guy a little bit of leash. He's earned it. He has. He's been in this league a long time. He's had some Iron Man seasons. He's earned an extra look. Now, that being said, we don't have to put him on, what? We don't have to cast him off the island either. There's ways to maneuver that lineup to where you manage the minutes correctly for each individual player as they roll in here. Now, Vince Dunn, that's a player that you should be moving him up the chart. He's young. His legs are great. He moves the puck well. He skates well. He should be moving up the chart for minutes played. Uh, maybe right now, Bowmeister's not feeling it. He's not in the groove you should be taking some minutes away from him, therefore lessening the responsibility or the burden on him, right? So it takes some time, though. It it takes time. Like, we're six games in. Yeah, I know, but it's not like we didn't see this. Edmondson was hurt for, what, the first two games? Right, but it's not like we didn't see this coming. Like I know it's early, but there were situations but did we? last year. But did we preseason? How everybody talked about how good J Bo was playing, how good he looked after his injury. So now all of a sudden we butt up to the season, and now oh shit, he's just terrible overnight. Like well, and then yeah. Edmondson. No, like, no, but wait, <laughs> hang on, I'm on a roll here. I know Edmondson is hurt then too. Gunnarsson is hurt. 
So you have two guys that are hurt that are in your top six from last year, Whether no matter what yeah. you think of Gunnarsson or this or that or whatever. Okay? He just read my face. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, come on, right? But he's still in there. And so now you have to deal with, okay, I got a Vince Dunn. How much do we increase his minutes? We have uh, Schmaltz now who's in the lineup, maybe playing the wrong side with Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo's hurt. Nobody really knows it, but he's still kind of lingering through there. So you're left with like three defensemen that are healthy, right. so to say. So now what? Well, first, I would say that the the preseason performance is the is not the not what we've seen within the last you know end of last season, last third of last season, and then the start of this season. That that play is more common than his good play in the preseason. It, and I so, know, but you figure then how I, bad was his injury so, last year? So how long did it let linger? Let me ask you this, and this doesn't even, like, let's take Jabo out of it. All right. Here you go. You said, we'll talk about John Smith, the NHL defenseman who's lucky. He was actually off. pretty good. Yeah. But <laughs> let's talk about him. So we can't kick him in the balls, which I, I don't, I, I get it, but I don't necessarily agree with it because it's a business. But, um, but, at what point does John Smith understand that he may not be as effective as he was? So what do you want to do? You want him to go up and say, hey, coach, don't no, play me? No. Because then you want that guy, right? I want the guy in my team no, for sure that doesn't want to play. That, no. I want, a guy, <laughs> I want a guy to understand that he's not playing well and that he needs to play but better. How do we know he's not? We've seen it. But how do we know the discussions behind closed doors aren't happening? Oh no, I know that, but but so we're just assuming, right? Yeah, but I'm asking you from a player standpoint: yeah. Is there ever a time a player looks internally and says every day, every shift? Okay, a hundred percent. You look at it and See what I'm don't at? kid I'm yourself. Saying... Like we're as a player, you're a hundred percent aware of how good you're playing. Okay, yeah. there's a, a couple of times in your career where you go, "Well, I have no idea why I'm bench right now." And that's usually because they've found another player that they want to put in the mix. They have a new strategy. Something else is going on that's out of your control. Yeah. But ordinarily, you know, I, I'm benched right now, and I, I know why. Right. <laughs> I, I okay. suck right now. I made some bad decisions, took some bad penalties, whatever it was. But you also know that when you're going and you're getting the ice, you know why you're getting the ice. Because, man, it's going good right now. Yeah. So don't make any mistake. Jay Bowmeister goes home after the game. Yeah. And he knows if yeah. he played well or if he didn't. He knows. And Coach Mike Yo knows. And they may actually be talking. And yeah. he may be saying to him, this wasn't good. Yeah. Wasn't happy with this. We're going to try this. We're going to work. We're going to give you a, you know, whatever. I'm, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, just I know. I'm going off of what I experienced. Right. Yeah. And the coaching staff, if not the head coach, the D coach is certainly in your ear talking saying, okay, meet me tomorrow for yeah. a coffee in the video room. Let's have a chat. And yeah. then they usually walk in, and the video coach even gets kicked <laughs> out. Okay? And yeah. they sit there, and you put the video on, and you go over it in a very yeah. non-confrontational way so that you're actually getting somewhere. Right. So you're not just sitting there going, you suck. You're not playing. We hate you. <laughs> By the way, we need you to play 15 minutes though a night, right? That guy's going to be like, holy well, shit. Well, that's not productive, honestly. But I just was curious at that level, does the player – Ever, you know, say to himself and maybe take ownership of it publicly. Well, but why? What is it? But no, just let like, me ask you this. Why does it matter if he takes 
takes let's blame for it publicly. Why? Just so everybody at home can feel good to know. Oh yeah, yeah, he knows he sucks. That's so I can text Cromer and go. No, I'm just kidding. But really, so then if I, if I did that, so is, no, I hang on, hang on. I don't mean I'm, publicly. I Let wanna, me restate. That. No, Within I'm not the done. Team, I'm not go. done. If I go on, and he drink that Red Bull fan. If I go on TV, <laughs> and I'm in front of all the St. Louis people, and I go. Yeah, I'm not playing good right now. I'm not feeling it. Legs aren't there. I uh, still feel a little bit injured. Brain's not working right. The play seems kind of fast for me. i just not finding the openings out there right now, but I'm looking to be better tomorrow. Boy, do you feel fucking great about me the next day, right? I do. Bullshit. <laughs> you're, you're going, oh, my God. No, okay, that's good because I think some of what we read, people want that. But For what? I don't know. All that is is that self, uh, what, what do they call that? Selfish, not self-assurance, but... The, you know what I'm talking about? Like we're Pity. Pe- no, where people feel good about themselves, right? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. I, I knew Self-reassurance. it. Self-reassurance. I was right. I had 12 beers, but God damn it, I was right. <laughs> 77 beers. How many yeah. beers? 12. 77. Hey, so is it ever important that the leadership of a team oh, um, boy. step up? Well, I'm I, not asking. I'm not pointing to anyone. Here comes the sea talk. No. <laughs> It but that guy is, is – here's what pisses me off, guys. I'm not is, talking and about I know, Cromer, you get on the fucking – you drive me nuts sometimes. But I don't give a shit who wears the C, so don't make it about that. Well, I'm going to make it about you right now. Well, you so can make it about me. He's been bad. bad. I'm, I'm making care. a general question here. Okay, but he's still a leader. He still gives a shit. I didn't shit. say he like, didn't. I've had plenty of captains in my day go through spells where they don't play well, but it doesn't mean they're not the captain. Okay. So when did I ever said that? I don't know. That's not what I said. He's playing awful is what I said. So if yo. Yo has his moment yesterday, and then let's say things don't improve. Do is it is it? Have you ever been on a team where a captain? You always talk about Stevie Eiserman Oh yeah, and being a great captain. Is there ever? Do you ever think it's appropriate for a captain oh. to step up in front of the media as well and kind of call his team out? Ooh. No. Okay. No, because he's just setting himself up for failure, quite honestly. Because yeah. if he stands up there and says... I think that's a legit question. Uh, but I think if he stands up there and says, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, and then you know he plays like shit, people are like, look, he thinks he's so fucking good. You know, like, it's just the way it is. So And those guys you called out are going to make you look that way. Well, <laughs> they're not gonna, certainly not going to hold the door for you I at the hotel. No, I, hold on, I don't mean individually. I mean personally. Per, like I mean, the team in general. He doesn't point to a guy and say this guy's not doing his job. He says we aren't doing. Well, I think job. you're hearing that though. But did you read what Shen said last yeah, night? Yeah, I did. And I, I didn't get into the Petro quotes yet yeah. uh, because at my inbox on Twitter and everything else was just blown. I felt like I had a slot machine in my hand. <laughs> um, did it pay off? No, it didn't pay off anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you know, like I, it, obviously the blues is the the blues are the context. Yeah, but. I'm just talking to him like in your playing career and st- things like always that. happen. You see that kind of thing. Yeah, always happen. You and think usually, it's helpful, whatever, you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, berate no, 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 the no, blues. No, no, no. I'm trying to give people an idea of what happens in NH in Well, hey, well, and to that point, give us a give us a you have to have been in a locker room. I mean, you drove team. 50 minutes. Let's get yeah. something out yeah, of Yeah, let's this get guy. something out of the guy. <laughs> hey, give us the best memory you have of a captain just giving it to you. Oh god. Um well, this is a um, this is a Stevie Eiserman moment. Uh, it happened in several different teams I was on, but this one just sits there because 
we had so many veteran players on the t- Hall of Famers. Let's just call it what it is, like eight or nine Hall of Famers on the roster at that time. So we we had a bad game. No, we didn't lose. That's the funny thing. Like, <laughs> we had a bad game, but we kind of pissed it away, and then we had to literally play catch-up, and everybody had to go like out of their mind just to get the win for us. And we were on the road, and Steve Eiserman, um had a room that – I guess it was supplied or he called ahead or whatever. And so when we got on the road, he said, everybody up to room such and such. And uh, we were in Toronto that night, actually. And so we got up to the room and there was tubs of beer, <laughs> like endless amount. It was like beer heaven. It's like and, Butter's room. Yeah. <laughs> and on the road, <laughs> he sat there and he said, listen, guys, uh, pretty honest he goes you guys can find out tomorrow i laid it on the line the media wasn't happy what we're doing i think a lot of guys are happy with you know their resumes here i think a lot of guys are happy that we've lifted a cup before a lot of guys are just satisfied and i called it out in the media and he goes uh it's no surprise and he did mention the names that he was talking about not in the media but in the room with us and there's no pushback guys were like you know but he said on that note here we are okay we're a team we got all these beers. We're together. Nobody leaves the room until every beer is gone. <laughs> the truth. Yeah, and so awesome. it went from a pretty tense environment to a couple of beers, a couple of beers. Then all of a sudden you find yourself talking to somebody, wouldn't this, that, the other. And then when all the beers were gone, which was pretty late, early in the morning, whatever <laughs> you want to talk about. Well, Steve, we, we, and we just assumed practice was canceled. Nope. Practice wasn't canceled. Steve said, no, we're going to go practice together this bad. <laughs> and coach already knows, yeah. right? So he's going to run us through just to practice. Yeah. But we're going to practice this bad, hungover or drunk, whatever we are at the time. <laughs> we're going to do it together. And then we're going to have team lunch. And sure as shit, that's what we did. We went out. We had practice that was horrendous. Yeah. Um, our good buddy, Holly, was always hilarious for these practices <laughs> because – he could pass the puck at like 107 miles an hour. Now it would be tape to tape, but who the hell wants to catch that pass when you're, you know, half hung over or whatever the hell it is. But we had some laughs with it, had a shower, you know, go for lunch, and then the next day we played the Maple Leafs and we trounced them. There you go. And it felt much better in that locker room. So I'm not saying that this is the answer because this is, what, no, but 10 years cool. ago. Like, but people want to hear that. Was there any cuddling? Uh... There was a shower. No, I don't think there, there was, was a shower. There was a shower. Well, and and, and it, it, we had a shower. He said we had yeah, a shower. We had a shower. Well, we did. I mean, yeah. that's the way the showers work in the big in the big leagues, <laughs> where there's several showers and you kind of have to go in there. Rope on a now, soap on a rope. That's you, what I was. You don't at, back man. into the shower, but <laughs> but that's what I was getting. Like like you said, you know, who wants to sit in here and dog our team for an hour you can no, be agree. That, but like you that's can, the kind of stuff it. that you know jimmy we talk about it butter and i talk about it when we're shooting shit on the road that's the kind of stuff we like hearing on this podcast i mean butter knows we you know it's it's cool to get you know like those stories from you and and see you not as just you know jamie rivers pos sitting over there <laughs> drinking red bull but <laughs> he actually had a life at one point and yep. uh and it's pretty cool to hear about it. So. I'm like Forrest Gump of the NHL. But if you, you know, see you enough can, great teams, you look down the roster, you're like, there he was again. Yeah, what the hell is he doing there? You can, you know, but in the context of the discussion, <laughs> I think it's good. And, 
Maybe some. Maybe that's going on with the Blues. Well, I hope so, and I would imagine so. Like, look, Steiner's an old school guy, mentality wise. Like, he he likes the boys to be together. There's some young blood, some new blood, some foreign blood, some like all over the place. There has to be some sort of camaraderie that 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 takes place here, and I've that been, may not be the answer. Maybe they go do a team lunch. Maybe they go do something else. Maybe they go to a team movie. I don't really care what it is. Just something. Just got to get right. something to where when you're sitting in that locker room. You actually give a shit about the guy across from you and beside you, and you know that I'm going out there to do my job not for me. It's for a greater cause than yeah. me. It's for that guy because that guy over there right now is being tortured in the press. Yeah. I want to go play hard so he can get out of that hole. Right. And then the guy who's the head coach, I want to go play hard for that guy because he does keep playing me. Yeah. And they, they did give me a nice contract. I don't want that guy to right. – Go through the shit he's right. going through because, right. you know, like and that's you know, the mentality. I, I've been a critic of Steiner, but you got to give him credit because he he definitely is old school. Any guy that won't go get his teeth fixed <laughs> is definitely old school. He's uh, he definitely. yeah. Look at Steiner takes some heat, but uh, he is a great guy. He really is a great guy. He cares. Petro cares. Guys care, uh, and I think almost to a fault right now. Where I think it's missing is. Guys are caring in their own direction, not right. in there the same go. direction. There you go. I you think know? it's really unfair for anyone, and I know you said this, and I know Kimbia said this, that the fans have a right to say what they say. 100%. Because of their tickets or whatever. However, I don't feel like it's fair for any fan, even though they you say they have the right, to say guys don't care. I don't, I'm not ever going to buy into that one. That's a tough one, right? I'm never going to buy into that. It's tough to hear one. that from fans, and fans do reserve the right. Even to... if they're not happy, if even if the pro isn't happy about what's going on, I still think he gives a shit. Well, the problem that I have with it is fans are are open to an opinion, just like anything else. Freedom of speech, right? Like yep. we have it. So fans are open to an opinion. When it crosses the line and starts to get personal, where they're just just absolutely going after somebody and they may not have the information to support right. what they're saying, they're just going after them, I think that's too far. Yeah. That's just me personally. You know, it, it takes me back to, um, was it, uh, what's the, HBO did this documentary on the, the Penguins and then was that uh, HBO 24-7 or something like that where they yeah. followed the, is yeah. that what it was called? Yeah. Who was the little agitator for the Pittsburgh Penguins that got in some trouble, but he was a good player and everybody like what was, was Matt this? Cook? Yes, yeah, Matt, Matt Cook. Cook. I'll never forget the scene in there where um, they were talking. The the they were going. They were kind of giving you that back. Like this is what goes on behind the scenes. And the GM was meeting with the coach, and basically, you know, they have these iPads. And in this today's day in NHL, for sure, it it seems like. And I, Jamie, I'm just curious. They did obviously didn't have them way back when. I'm not saying you're old, but. Yeah. In this in this day and age of the NHL, everything you do is on video. Well, I mean, it's you can't accessible immediately. It. Yeah, and you can't hide from it. Yeah, they're it. looking at it right now. Did you see Pat Maroon last night? Yeah. They come off a power play. He's got the iPad. He looks like he's, uh, you know, scrolling up and down looking for something he on Craigslist. He was hot on that offside call and went to the iPad. He wasn't happy, yeah. And so he goes over and he's doing this, and it's right there. It's Information is accessible immediately. So if you don't care and you're given a half-ass effort, it's on – I mean, it is – you can't hide from it. There's no hiding. You yeah. know that's like that's not just the NHL. That's us too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. That's us. We have immediate access on. I can have it on my phone if I want on the bench. W- Wi-Fi to our camera. 
streaming our game, and I can rewind. Well, you can I because want. the Wi-Fi in your well, place stinks. Believe well, it or I'm not, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know other sports do it, but believe it or not, the <laughs> NHL right. is getting there to where they're videotaping practices. Even. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's not what you think of like, oh, a coach is just trying to be a hardest. Mm-hmm. No, what happens is when you're out on the ice, and you, you can attest to this, yeah. Butter, you two, and something happens and you try to have a teaching moment, not everybody hears you. It, and not everybody, you don't have everybody's attention. Somebody's right. drinking water or somebody's snot rocket in the corner, whatever, <laughs> right? Somebody's always doing something. So when you tape the practice and then you have a quick video session like the next day before practice. Yeah, it means a lot. Now you just take like two clips and be like, hey, guys, remember when I blew the whistle we're talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. Bum, 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 right. bum. Circle a guy, this, that, yeah. that. Now, we go out there today, let's make sure we correct that. So now you're that one step ahead. We actually have done that, uh, especially with teaching. I've done it too with 14-year-olds. Yeah, I mean. And it's actually a it's great. Good. It's not overboard. It's a great teaching tool. And guess what it takes out? It takes out the yelling at the kids because you feel like you have to yell to get their attention. Right, and I always say, you know, if we're in a systems practice and, and you know, before I start, I say, you hear the whistle, stop immediately. Nobody ever stops. No, somebody finds a puck. I mean, they're they're normal, right? They're playing hockey because hockey's a fun game. Yeah. So they're like in their feet, kick, 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 toe drag, toe drag. What? Oh, oh, my turn. You know, like. And then I've blown the whistle and somebody's drifted away and then I got to reset it all. But now, lately. Lately, we just have you know our EQ guy just sitting there with the iPad or whatever. You just set it up on the tripod. Yeah, you don't just, have to use the whole footage. Just like like I always say, cool. whenever I blow the whistle, let's mark that. Right. It's really cool. See, Cromer. More See information. Yeah, you can lots even handle. of information. I can I can handle Butter, a lot of information. Honestly, you have to pipe down over there today. Well, you know what? We're talking about the Blues, and the only time I've seen them this year is through. Drunk Amber glasses. So, so you've been drunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, ah, it, Why did I wake the Kraken? <laughs> we are just... I mean, you know... The, the, the thing is, I, I'm only catching parts of the game because of situations. No, you're catching the whole game. You're only remembering in, parts of it. Because he's in line at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't have a great opinion of him right now. Butter's car <laughs> left the golf course at Mach 5 yesterday. <laughs> oh, my. On, to get to the bar. Like, uh, you know, I mean, well, listen, as fast you just as finished you get part, like, what is this, like, part three of tax season for you? So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Monday know, concluded a, a He's still doing time, his Stanley so. Cup stuff. He's doing his keg stands right now after <laughs> part two of tax Were season. Were you with Ovechkin all offseason, you and him Speaking hanging? Speaking of Ovi, did you see those shots yesterday? It's the most uh, amazing thing in the world is you know exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, <laughs> from where it's going to happen, yet you cannot stop. Can't it. do shit about it. Nothing. Can't do it. Did you see him? No. Just rips him just stands still doesn't even <laughs> no he just stands straight still. up and then it comes and bam and then just wham and everybody in the building knows it's coming everybody including the goalie everything the goalie could be standing there in position <laughs> and we've got a video clip we used of them trying to like work through our own power play stuff obviously not as good as them where an nhl defenseman who gets beat the first time on it. Well, didn't get beat, but he, he got scored on. Becomes a victim. <laughs> yeah. The next power play, the puck goes over to Ovi, and Ovi's, like, cocked and loaded. 
he backs up into the net and just puts his ass right next to the goalie, hoping Opie hits something. It's <laughs> it's such a nightmare, man, to watch that power play. You got Ovi over there. You got Oshi that drifts in from the front of the net to the middle. You got Kuznetsov and Backstrom, and you've got Carlson. Where do and you all, go? And they they go diagonally. They go north south. Backstrom go, goes behind the net. It's both ridiculous. Way. It, it's it's well. Oof. Not you did it, not me. You brought up Oshi, so I have to ask you this question that Blues fans, I'm sure, wonder to to this day: Does he become that player if he stays here eventually? What player? He's a pretty good player. Yeah, but what player? Uh, a leader. I mean, oh, well, know. he's a leader right now. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they love him in Washington. That's my point. Does he, he become, was. He was like that here. Well, he was loved here, but uh, lots of problems with management, it seemed like. Well, no, I think that you look at, there was a growing up process that had to happen uh, for TJ. He experienced a few things in his youth, which is quite normal. Um, they saw an opportunity to, or they made a decision, rather, to stick with other players rather than TJ Oshie. And look, he went into a system over there where he wasn't fantastic right away, took some time. And now he's blended in incredibly with that team. And we know his personality. Well, he's getting to be TJ Oshie, the kid, as well as TJ Oshie, the leader. And, but we also see TJ Oshie, the dad, yeah, which is incredible because kids change you, right? And that really sobered him up. I don't mean like from booze. Sobered him up right, just absolutely. in life. And from there, you saw his play get better, his leadership be more. And right. look at him now. I mean, he's a huge part of that team. Obviously, it's time for, what, eight-year extension? Yeah, if you if you were a TJ Oshi fan and when he was in St. Louis, doesn't mean you can't be a TJ Oshi fan still. No, and it's it mean, just why wouldn't you be? You know, and I know it's you know hyperbole to talk about whether he would be here or what what kind of player is. Let's just appreciate yeah, him. Yeah, Jim, let me ask you a question: If my aunt had balls, would she be my uncle? Yes. No. Yes, she would. Not necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. Not Something's in this day and age. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. Oh, <okay. laughs> Boom! That's why he's my assistant coach. I, I, was going I thought back I'd to... throw another one back at him. <laughs> and he's like, what? Bam! Well, I was going to the old old USA, I'm... the old Constitution. Okay, but then what bathroom would she use? Well, she'd have to use the men. She can use whichever she feels that. But now she's she can my use however she's feeling. <laughs> I'm just pissing off. However uh, she feels that day. I'm just joking. We're not going there, people. We're not <laughs> going there. Ooh. Just having some fun with Cromer because he's wearing a dress today. Good job, Joe. Well, it's good pretty stuff. Though. I'm really. Uh, uh, it was interesting to see you walk through the door. To be quite honest with you, yeah, I, you I was were all uh, prepared. Uh, you know, I just uh, kind of chomping at the bit, and it's easier. Quite honestly, I, I just felt it was easier to come in here today and talk about things than to answer 400 ats on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and people yeah. are like, bah, 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 that guy made a bad pass. What do you think he should have done there? Well. You've got like a – you know That's how you can do standard reply like, on there? Oh, you I should mean, have on. one that says, listen to the next show. I got to quit, quit blowing smoke up his ass here. But that's like – you know, Jamie, that's pretty cool, though, that that many people want to know what you think. Well, I, yeah, I, could I give appreciate it. I could give a shit less. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, no, that is that, – that's – that's a testament to to. It's flattering, but at the same time, I don't want people to be confused that um, that I think I know everything because I don't, and I don't want people to be confused that uh, all of a sudden I have answers that the coaching staff doesn't. Right. I don't. You right. know, I have fun with this, and I have an opinion based upon when I played right. and now what I coach. Right. But that's you know that's it, and I like Pretty to. Pretty cool though. I try to have fun with them. I try to answer as best I can and I get, keep everybody in the loop. Butter and I get like two questions a year. 
And I think it's me asking him and him asking. Butter, <laughs> Butter's like, question is, would you I, like another, sir? <laughs> Excuse me, can I have another? The and regular? The answer is always yes. Butter's Just one more. Butter's question is to me is always, where's the liquor store? Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, you're painting an awful interesting picture. Well, Butter, Butter painted it for himself over there. He did do that. He's, he's he the one that came in. He said with walleye vision. Jamie said it perfectly, Well, so six man. times this year I've gotten... It, six? But it's, oh, that's nothing. It's celebratory. <laughs> six times last week. <laughs> it's that's not true. celebratory, man. The guy just crushed Monday and decided, hey, I'm going to have some beers. <sighs> I'm okay with it. All right. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for doing that. Uh, and again, anytime um, you want to make the trek, I know you like to compare it to covering the back 40. Good Lord, I'm telling you. But, he's um, decked out in his blues gear. I know too. he's got his Well, blues just gear. a blues t-shirt. I actually slept in this last night, so. I thought it I smelled like something. it, yeah. Well, That's anyway. not true. Bullshit. Good it's stuff, my man. Well, thank you fantastic. for uh, joining us to to my cohorts in crime from the McKendry Bearcats. What's going on with you guys? Uh, Nothing. We're off this weekend. Really? We're off this weekend. All right, Jamie's out of here. Most Peace, quiet. boys. Hey, Thanks for quick, having me. You know what's funny? As quickly as you came in, out you go. Well, I just saw the bat signal again in another yeah. area. I have to head over there. Yeah. Well, you know, Interesting guy. guy does this. It's like he doesn't want any pleasantries in or out. He drinks out he goes. Red Bull I would avoid having to sign the autographs. Yeah, he well. legit has wings. Yes, he does legit have wings. <laughs> See, See about, Out yeah. he goes. Well, hey, listen, um, good stuff. That was fun, huh? Yeah, it's always that. great to have him here, you know. Um, I, I just really, you know, I'm assuming with the high, with the college team, even though you may have a few guys that are over 21, you didn't tell them to all go out and get to, to, to get a room full of beer, no, like some of those no, stories. No, no, no. <laughs> Our D3 is in action this weekend. I forgot about that. SIUE. So D3. Go out and have a have a look at uh, Brett Denap, Coach Denap, and his D3 team. Coach Denap actually works for Synergy Hockey. He so, does Synergy Hockey from um, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Uh, D3, uh, our man. Mr. Nelson's son is yeah. on the D3. How's he doing? He he is looking good. Um, Nick is really bought into uh, being a better hockey player and being a better student and uh, having a great experience over there. And um, I tell him every time I see him how impressed I am with how he's matured since last year. You know, freshman year of college, everybody has those moments. But, you know, this year he's really dedicated himself to, you know, being a – Better shape physically, going to class. He looks different when I interviewed yeah, him. Yeah, you know, he's, he's looked uh, a little more solid. Yeah, and uh, if you want to, you know, if you're sitting around, ain't got a lot to do this weekend, go uh, go watch Nick play and uh, cheer on the Bearcats at uh, That's East Nelson. Alton. Yeah, NelsonLandServices.com. Um, I didn't realize, obviously, well, I should have probably con- considered that it was probable, but, um, you know, works for the family in the summer and does that kind of stuff. And they're not messing around. That's real work, nelsonlandservices.com. They're not just cutting grass over there. So all them boulders and moving a bunch of earth and doing all this kind of stuff, that, that would probably help you get in some, some serious shape. So, yeah, Nick's he works hard. Yeah. He really does. Well, it's a great family. They do a tremendous job with, uh, with, with the landscaping. And, again, you've probably seen their work in the Ozarks. They're now located here in St. Louis. So nelsonlandservices.com, let them help you. Um, and, again, just great people. So uh, we're very blessed to have all the people we have involved in the show. Don't forget them. Um, time now for one last guy. Uh, you know, uh, love his passion it takes. Um, whether we agree with him or disagree with him sometimes is irrelevant. <laughs> he's he's an interesting cat, and he's got his opinions. And, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, I like to give Jamie this too. I mean, you know, his his opinions sometimes mirror the the pulse of what the fans have going on. So 
Uh, he's got a tremendous basement. I mean, if you were going to have a man cave and you're a blues fan, it, it fits right in there with you. So let's go now for our Live from Inner Arena segment. Hey, thanks, guys. This is Dennis Minner, live from Minner Arena. Give me a follow and look on Twitter, at Minner Arena. And uh, there you can find out some of my rantings and ravings and more about the ultimate blues fan cave. And real quick, I am brought to you by the one, the only, Adam Smokehouse Barbecue, the best barbecue in St. Louis, and I would say the best barbecue on the planet. Just celebrated their five-year anniversary they deliver, they have uh, lunch, you can go in there for dinner, they're absolutely crazy, you've got to check them out, try out their smoked wings, their burnt ends, let them know that Dennis from Minner Arena sent you in, and give them a follow on Twitter also, at Adam Smokehouse. So, it is Wednesday morning, uh, I'm sorry, this is Thursday morning, uh, that's how uh, this day is, is going, I don't even know what day of the week it is. Um, I almost did this last night, but I wanted to kind of wrap my head around some things before um, I started to push the panic button like a lot of other people. And and I'm going to kind of be all over the place, but this is not where I expected as a fan for us to be right now, Um, you know, going uh, six games into the season. We are by far one of the worst teams uh, in the NHL with a differential of, of minus six with only a couple teams uh, having a worse differential than us in the entire NHL. Now, why that seems so odd is because going into the end of last season, the one thing we weren't concerned and worried about was our defense. And some of the big areas that we were worried about was our power play um, and our five-on-five scoring. Um so now all of a sudden, six game in, and I know this is, is a, a small amount of games, but we have the entire team except for two players uh, that are negative on the plus minus. Um, and again, I know that's a short sample, but this is six games in. It just shows you the extreme lack of scoring that we're having on our five on five. So all of a sudden the defense – I don't know what's happened to our defense. I, I, I can't I can't tell you. Um, everyone wants to throw uh, Pareko under the bus uh, last night for, and I get it, um, rightfully so. It was a stupid mistake for him to throw and shoot the ice right across the center like that. Um, but I, 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 you know what Edmondson said. He said that one play is not what lost it. It was the first two periods. Um, we had three shots on goal the whole entire first period. And then all of a sudden we have two power play goals and our defense just doesn't hold anything up. There is no fight. There is no tenacity. There is no aggressiveness, uh, within, uh, with this team. Um, and, and I gotta tell you, I am so tired of hearing we need to play a full 60 minutes. Uh, Steen last night, uh, and I agree with him, don't get me wrong, but he went on last night after the post game saying that and saying they don't have their identity um, and everyone is just kind of on their own. Guys, this is the same crap that we had to listen to uh, the last half of the season last year. There is completely too many mistakes going out through the entire game. You know, the good teams are going to find ways to get points. The good teams are going to find a way 
to hold on to the puck for nine seconds uh, to be able to get at least one point. Um, it, it's just it, it's a it's a it's a breakdown. It's a breakdown from top to bottom. Um, and a lot of people ask my opinion. I, I don't know. I, and I think that's what's so discouraging um, is no one has an answer. I, I mean, it is just madness. Uh, listening to uh, Yo last night on the post game, uh, you know, he said all the obvious. Um, you know, they have uh, no swagger, no confidence. They don't deserve to win. Uh, and again, no 60 minutes. Um, he did step up last night and say he obviously has to do a better job. Um, but he said there's no, he, he has no clue. He doesn't know why there's a lack of urgency. Well, let me throw this out there. Yo, you're the coach. It's your job to figure it out. I'm not jumping on this get rid of yo bandwagon, but it's time you figure it out. Uh, one of the things he ended with last night was he said, damn right, I'm pissed off. I'm not seeing enough anger. Um, well, Come on to Twitter uh, because that's where the anger is. If the Blues want to feel pissed off and to get fired up, come on to Twitter, and there's a lot of us that are more than happy uh, to let you know where you can find some of that anger. So, uh, guys, I am nervous, nervous, nervous about us going into Toronto uh, because if something doesn't magically change overnight and this team find the cohesion that it needs – Toronto is going to absolutely embarrass us. Um, I am not panicking, even though it sounds like I may be. I'm not panicking. I think when we find our groove, if we find it, this team is going to be incredible. Just like I know, I, we all know it's there. Um, I just don't know what it takes. So, uh, you know what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go have lunch at Adam's Smokehouse today because that will always make me feel better when I have their smoke wings and their cranberry cayenne sauce. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm going to go do, and so should you. Um, so, again, give me a follow on Twitter, at Minarena. And until next week, let's go Blues. Good stuff as always, and, um, you know, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we always do one show a year over at Minner Arena. This year, I'm sure, as Adam Smokehouse brings you that segment, um, you know, we're going to plan that out not on a Monday. We'll get that planned out so that it's, on. A, you know, they're closed over there. But uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, Adam Smokehouse open until 7. Now doing the delivery. So find out if your uh, location is deliverable. Um, but if not, grab it on your way home. And, again, just a tremendous menu with specials, and you just can't beat it. You guys are obviously going to be invited the day we do our show from Adam Smokehouse. So, Duh. again, that's going to be a, a camp. Can, a practice is canceled, so that'll be a good one. But, um, but again, uh, we're, we're, we're going to go to Minner Arena, have a good time, have some Adam Smokehouse, and just get it rolling. So, great stuff as always from Dennis, and we appreciate him as well as we do uh, InnovativeCompanies.com for their continued support. Don't forget residential, commercial, industrial. They've got you covered. They've got the uh, construction team, heating and cooling team, which people are firing up those furnaces right now, whether it's residential, commercial, industrial, they'll take care of that for you. Um, don't forget the electric team, and, of course, now up and running the plumbing team. So they've got you covered on all ends. That's Randy Green over at uh, InnovativeCompanies.com. Of course, you heard me mention Adam Smokehouse. Uh, great stuff, as always, NelsonLandServices.com. Just a tremendous uh, group that we're proud to be associated with here at the Blues NHL Podcast. Don't forget to check out Yo Radio. Uh, download it in the mobile device app store. The new version's out. You guys are going to love it. Leave them a review. They've worked really hard on it. They would really, really appreciate it. And, again, I'm proud to be associated with lineupmedia.fm. Find us 
on Twitter at Blue. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, at STL Blues Podcast. If you follow us, we're going to follow you back. If you're a Blues fan, you can also find us on Facebook. That's our big push. Type in Blues NHL Podcast. The shows come out on Mondays and Thursdays. If you like the post, comment on it and share it to your timeline. Um, you're going to be eligible for some wonderful prizes. So our ask is that you do that. Um, don't forget to invite your friends as well to like the page as we try to get more people involved in the conversations. Um, you can find out more about us at bluesnhlpodcast.com. The, the big thing is just subscribe to the show. You're going to get a notification on your mobile device when it comes out. For both my friends, G-Ride, Butter, it is, uh, it's time to leave you. Um, hopefully when we come back on Monday. Um, big we, win. Big win. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about Butter. So butter <laughs> come on, Butter. Yeah, come on, Butter. Jump on the – j- climb on board for the big win. <laughs> um, that's a great scene in that movie. It scene, is. <laughs> the uh, dichotomy of man, sir. The dichotomy, yeah. <laughs> You wear a peace button? <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, good stuff. Again, we thank all of our listeners, and we thank Jamie Rivers for driving over today. Um, I guess I can't leave you anything uh, with more than a let's go blue. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.